Bel- Belichick's lost a, lost a step to I'm me. I'm not going to do I, this. I'm not going to do this. This is Annex Square. With the 262nd and final selection in the 2022 NFL Draft, the San Francisco 49ers select Brock Purdy, quarterback, Fine. Iowa State, right? Welcome to Annex Squared. It is episode 14 already. It is Wednesday, December 7th, 2022. My name is Jason Annick, joined by my identical twin brother, John Annick. Actually, I'm thrilled not to be in the same location as you this week. Not going to lie. A little distance. Why? I thought it was great being in the same room. <laughs> yeah? Good to be back with you. Things have <laughs> tightened up as far as you and I are concerned. So when I was pledging Theta Chi fraternity in Gettysburg College in the late 1990s, in terms of the hazing, it wasn't too bad for us, right? And ours was condensed five weeks versus eight or even longer for some, right? But sometimes on the show, I feel like I'm getting hazed a little bit, you know? And thankfully for me, there's no soundtrack of any gloating now that things have tightened up. Right. It's not as though I was gloating when I had the five and oh week. Right. I wasn't puffing out my chest because I know this league will come back to bite you. And as far as our bet is concerned and the five tequila shots are six and a half an hour. The only thing that I have that's experienced was at Theta Chi fraternity Jägermeister. And we're chugging tequila here and it's going to be half as many shots. So if I got to pay it off, so be it. But we need some wins. We need some wins. I hear you. So just to let you all know, anyone who hasn't watched the show before, each week we pick five NFL games against the spread. We go against each other. Our ultimate goal being to submit four selections for the Circa Million Four Pro Football Contest, the Circa Sportsbook. We submit five games against the spread there. So we'll get into that later after we get into our five head-to-head picks. So what I will say about our head-to-head picks, one thing that I thought would be fascinating with this show was to see how many sides we ended up on the same side. See how many games on which we ended up on the same side. And prior to last week, there had only, we had only been on the same side of one game in any given week. But last week in our five selections, we're on four of the same games out of five, pick four of the same games. I said last week, I know we're going to go two and two that we did, but we only had one side different one game that we weren't both on last week. We had talked about prior to last week, and I mentioned this on last week's show, that if I picked, let's say, Lions against the Jaguars, even if you like the Lions, you can't be on them, right? We got to be on opposite sides or you can't be on the same side. So that's what we're doing moving forward. So as we get into our selections for next week, for week 14 or this coming week, if I throw out a selection, if that happens to be in John's five, he can't go with it. I like that twist. You all right. Yeah, (laughs) great. All right, moving on. So week 13 results, as I said, we're on four of the same side. We went two and two in those games. So the two games we dumped, I'll get into the bad one first. Titans plus five at Eagles. You know, you had said last week you like the AFC over the NFC there. And yeah, I guess, you know, the Titans just, they're they're a one-dimensional team and they were zero-dimensional in that game. Couldn't run, couldn't pass. And to me, ultimately, their division in the AFC eh, kind of puts them in that spot. And I wish I had had the wherewithal. If you recall, Mike Rabel was not happy with that A.J. Brown trade. John Robinson gets fired yesterday, by the way. But uh, I would have maybe liked A.J. Brown to have a good game against the team. So that selection I didn't love. Second one that we dumped, Dolphins plus three and a half at 49ers. I think it closed at four. It was kind of close for a while, but no matter who's playing quarterback, 49ers defense just too tough. Those were the two losses. Two wins. We had Bills minus five the Thursday night at the Patriots. That closed at three and a half which blew my mind. Um, we got that at three and a half in the contest. We'll get, get into that later. We're both on the Raiders plus two versus the Chargers. They win by a touchdown. So two and two there. My fifth selection was the Giants plus two and a half versus Commanders. Guess it's good to take the points. A tie. Um, 
I know you had given reasons why you wouldn't bet on either of those teams, which makes a lot of sense to me in that situation. Obviously, it ends in a tie. But for me, that tie is going to play a factor in that postseason picture. But for me, I did hit that Giants plus two and a half. So three and two for me. You were two and three. I pick up a game. So I am now three games back. You're two and three, obviously, four of which were similar or the same as mine. Your final selection, what a square play. You want to tell us about that one? Well, I'll just say, just in totality, Dolphins plus three and a half at the 49ers. I still would come back and play the Dolphins as I did on the money line. I still believe in the Dolphins. Maybe my ticket on them at plus 180 now midseason to win the AFC East is not necessarily going to pan out. They have another tough road game this weekend at the LA Chargers, so I think we're really going to find out what Miami is made of. And uh, that plus three, plus 100 on L.A. at home right now is a little bit juicy, but I do believe in the Dolphins, and it stands to reason that uh, they can put up a 30 rack this weekend. Nobody can stop Tyree Kill. I think the question beckons just how healthy is Tua. As far as the Jaguars are concerned, the game was never close, and I think it more is a statement about Dan Campbell and the Detroit Lions. Right? This is a unified bunch. I mean, maybe the Detroit Lions are just for real, and I need to stop fading them, and you can be sure, even though... Minnesota is enticing in some way to me this weekend. I'm going to lay off because uh, out of respect for Dan Campbell and the Detroit Lions, ripped up too many tickets trying to fade that outfit this year. So, uh, yeah, Yeah, we lick our wounds at two and three. It's interesting you bring up the Lions and – Come Sunday, like I, 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 you know, Annex Squared, I guess a fitting name. I tend to do parlays. I like to parlay the NFL. So for me, the Lions was the one close game that was sort of in all of my parlays. I just love them this weekend. Did you like Jacksonville come Sunday? I did not have an individual ticket on either side. Yeah, it's just interesting. And I will say I watched Hard Knocks and I... There was so much to like, and I felt like I maybe just missed the boat there. So I'm very happy to see them, um, you know, win, win three row, you know, ha- right. make a little run. Well, and according to some people, right. Heaven forbid you lean into the intangibles. And I would always say too, on the UFC side, right. When we would have the ultimate fighter, it's a lens into what these guys are doing and what they're about. I mean, you mean to tell me that if there's a reality show leading up to a potential mixed martial arts contest that, you know, you can't potentially get a lens into maybe what a, who a fighter is and what his work ethic is, you know, I'm all for using anything, right? And if, if, if you think that that's a unified bunch and that helps you, you know, win a bet on the Detroit Lions and it isn't, you know, part of some official statistical database, you know, power to you. So, uh, yeah. Go Detroit Lions. Keep winning football games. I love it. All right, so heading into week 14, you dip below 500 at an embarrassing 32-33. and 33. I'm three games back of that, 28-35-2, but three games back. So the Circa Million Four Pro Football Contest results are five picks for week 13. An unfortunate two and three. Heading into week 13, we were 32-25-3. We now sit at 34 28 and three in the contest. So six games over 500, which is mediocre at best. Our two hits last week, Bills at Patriots, first game minus three and a half the Thursday night. You bet this minus 210 on the money line. Um, Should have made a small fortune there, no? Yeah, no, we obviously expedited the uh, the Circa picks to make sure that we were able to get the Buffalo Bills in there. I really wish we had gotten the Jets plus three home. A lot of opportunities to get that ticket home. And uh, yeah. I don't know. It's just amazing in terms of my disposition for the week. What a three and two in the contest will do versus a two and three. 
But it is what it is. We got a big UFC pay-per-view this weekend, so I can't cry in my uh, my special K for too long. But, uh, <laughs> man, yeah. I wanted to get that Jets-Vikings game home so bad. But, yes, I mean, candidly, as we sit here Wednesday, December 7th, the Bills-Patriots game feels like a lifetime ago. Right. Well, so that was our first hit bills minus three and a half at Patriots. And, and I'll talk about the Jets quickly because you did. So we had Jets plus three at Vikings in the contest. Man, that was a tough game. A lot of chances to win. Um, I don't really mind that selection there. I definitely bet on the Vikings on the money line felt almost fortunate there. Um, so that's one and one. Our second hit taking us to two and one Steelers minus one at Falcons. Um Gotta love that. Wouldn't want to see TJ Watt and company come and come playoff time. You know, Mike, Mike Tomlin just keep that train moving, right? Sitting five and seven. They get a shot, man. You know, you go nine and eight. I think you might be able to get that seven seed. So, um, you know, they got Lamar at home next week. Or excuse me, Ravens at home without Lamar at home. Uh, two and a half point favorites. So anyway, that was our second hit. So Bills and Steelers, the hit. We lose the Jets plus three. We use the, lose the Titans plus four and a half at Eagles. We don't even need to get into that. Um, bad, just on a bad, bad side Find there. a better... Eagles probably going to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl or have a great chance to do so, respect to the Dallas Cowboys and the Niners and anybody else. But, yeah, find a better ticket than fading the Eagles at home. So our final loss, Dolphins plus four at 49ers. You know, Vegas knew here, you know, whether whoever's playing quarterback, right? So 49ers are legit. I heard a 49ers fan call a radio show this week talking about how you know, Jimmy Garoppolo was a piece, but not that important. Same with Trey Lance, but Brock, per it's like one to 22. It's like, you just do your job. You slot right in. Um, so he doesn't necessarily think, and he seemed to be a knowledgeable guy and doesn't necessarily think their chances are any worse, no matter who's there, even Mr. Irrelevant. Um, fascinating to me. So two and three going in, and I will say, we'll stay right on there. So, so to me, a couple teams that we just mentioned in, in, in the NFL, so lions and Raiders, right? Both got up off the mat, right? Derek Carr cries after they lose to Jeff Saturday's debut with the Colts. Won three straight since both teams, five and seven. I think they have a shot. Um, even the Bengals, zero and two are now eight and four, won four straight. Um, so I think things are starting to crystallize a little bit in the national football league. Anything for you before we get into week 14 that you want to get into? Well, I obviously think it's interesting what the commies, the Washington commanders are dealing with, right? They go tie against the New York giants by week and then they play that same team again. So that is a huge game coming up two weeks from now. I mentioned the Miami Dolphins. The Raiders, obviously, with the quick turn. By the time a lot of people ingest this show, they will have already played against the Rams on Thursday night. I do think they win that game. But my Raiders ticket to win the AFC is still alive. It and is. the Patriots are going to lose in Vegas this season. We move on. I like it. So just a couple notes from Week 13. You know, it's like Russell Wilson, man. It's like this guy just can't be sleeping well at night at all. I just three and nine. I mean, I was sleeping next to Sierra. You have to think you would sleep very well at night, um, but just got to be a nightmare for him. And I looked at some of his numbers, like eight, eight touchdowns and 11 starts. I mean, this guy, it, it gave up a lot there. I believe Seattle gets the first rounder coming back. Um, I can understand it's a tough division, blah, blah, but I don't think anyone expected it to be this bad. Some people are suggesting it's the worst contract in pro sports right now. And nobody wants that guilt. I don't care what your salary is. You want to earn it, I would think. But his bankroll's fatter than yours. And yeah, so is Aaron Judge. And Aaron Judge, I, th I mean, happy for Aaron Judge, but I, I think that contract is not going to look good in a few years. Just shifting to baseball. Speaking of bad contracts, um, you know. Oh, guys, does he sign? I've oh, been yeah. living yeah, in a hole. Yeah, pinstripes, you know. Easy out in the postseason, but. That's a baseball conversation. I Final love Aaron thing, Judge. What uh, what was the number on the contract? Three three sixty, for how many years? Nine, I believe. 
versus the two thirteen they offered prior to last season. Yeah. Good for um, one more thing. So I just want to, as we before we get into week fourteen, right? So my tough top three NFC teams. I have Eagles, Cowboys, 49ers. You just mentioned those three names. Interestingly enough, I left out the Vikings for whatever reason. I just, you know, show me you get, you're, you're an underdog at Detroit this weekend. So go win that game. And then maybe I'll put you in the top three. And then for me in the AFC bills, chiefs, Bengals, um, any discrepancy for you from those top three from each conference? The AFC is really interesting because health is going to be wealth. I think for a lot of these teams, I do think it's wide open, but Joe Burrow is definitely starting to emerge and maybe emergent is not the right adjective for him, but just in terms of being a top three or top five guy without question. And I think it dovetails nicely into some of my selections this week, but he's certainly a guy that I'm going to be looking to back going forward. And uh, that is a definite home field advantage in Cincinnati they passed the test against elite teams, and uh, yeah, I'm excited to see what Joe Burrow can go, can do moving forward because, uh, you know, I know the Super Bowl happened early in his career, but I think he gets back to one of these things. Oh, I think he hoists one, no question in my mind. And for me, you know, health is a big part of it, and if they can protect him. But but you think on a, on a plane ride to Buffalo or Kansas City, you don't think them boys rallying around him thinking you can go in there and win that fucking football game? And that, to me, call, call it intangible, whatever it is, that matters, you know? Rallying around one another, playing for each other, chemistry, it matters. Moving into week 14, head-to-head selection. So keep in mind, uh, for the Circuit Pro Football Contest, we sit six games over 500. It is what it is. You get one point for every co- correct selections, half a point for each push. This is the last week any NFL team has a bye. So the team's on bye this week. Atlanta, Chicago, Green Bay, Indianapolis, New Orleans, and the Washington football team. I love saying that. Anyway, so I think you deserve the distinction of going first under the new format. You have a three-game lead. You should go first given that. I don't give a shit. Go. A lot of teams on the bye. Go. I care more about that than who goes first. So I looked at the Raiders, but I don't want to lay a bunch of points on the road. I do think the Rams are still going to play hard for Sean McVay, but Raiders minus six at Rams. I'm going to maybe try to figure out a way to have a teaser ticket involving the Vegas Raiders because I expect they will keep it going. But first selection for me, and this has been me just beating this drum, broken record all year with varying degrees of success. How many points are the Buffalo Bills going to score in a home game, ladies and gentlemen, right? How many times have we asked that question on Annex Squared this year? Bills minus nine and a half at the New York Jets. Anything under 10 is good for me. The Jets won the first meeting back in November, 20 to 17. Josh Allen threw a couple picks. He was sacked five times. I like the Jets. I do. I, I think they play hard. I think they have a lot of good players. Garrett Wilson obviously has emerged and Mike White doing things. Maybe the Jets even score 24, but I think there's a good chance that the Bills get to 37. So uh, I'll go Buffalo 37, New York Jets 24. Happy to lay a big number with the Buffalo Bills as usual, and uh, hopefully we get it home. So that Raiders rant, they are not in your five. No. All right, well, they might be if you end up on a similar side to me. We'll see what happens. Um, I like where you started. My first selection, and it is at the top of my list, is the Jets plus nine and a half at the Buffalo Bills going against you. So it happened naturally. Just too many points. I think the Jets hang around here. I love Robert Sala. And by the way, for you, uh, anyone who watches John's podcast, MA podcast, the Anakin Florian podcast, pronunciation of the week. Sometimes these pronunciations can be a little challenging. Robert Sala isn't. He emphasized the first syllable. So you've beaten that one up a few times. Um, 
I love how he handles the microphone, talking about it being Mike White's opportunity. Um, and they beat him with, was Zach Wilson starting? I should know that information, but I, I, the Jets beat them with Zach Wilson. To me, it's just too many points. I don't think the Jets' defense is going to make it that easy. Uh, I don't know exactly what the weather, weather could be an issue depending, but I just like the nine and a half points in the division. I like the Bills to win the football game, but give me those nine and a half with the Jets. Hope to get one against you. Jets plus nine and a half, my first pick. Zach Wilson did start that first game. Yes, you should know that, but that's okay. All right, second selection for me. So the history between the Bengals and Browns, perhaps I screwed this up. Cleveland has won five consecutive meetings in the series, which would mean that Joe Burrow has never beaten the Cleveland Browns. Five straight in the series for Cleveland over Cincinnati. They won eight of nine overall. Andy Dalton was the quarterback for Cincinnati the last time they beat the Cleveland Browns. Browns beat them 41 to 16 in their building last year. Shouldn't be hard for the Bengals to get going this week. I mentioned the home field advantage. Obviously, Deshaun Watson didn't pass the eye test in start number one for the first time in a long time. First meeting between these two teams this year, as many of you know, Monday Night Football, the Browns beat the Bengals 32-13, to only 10 rushing attempts that night for Cincinnati, 44 for Cleveland, controlled time of possession, controlled the line of scrimmage, controlled the game, and now the Bengals are minus six against Cleveland. All of that history suggests you shouldn't be laying the six, but I'll do it. Cincinnati minus six. I think the Bengals have staying power. They're getting healthier. Jamar Chase goes over 140 receiving yards. Bengals minus six at Cleveland. Uh, they put up a 30 rack and win it going away. Yeah, interesting. I, I Hard to know what you're going to get from Deshaun Watson, uh, but just a fragment of, of himself. Um, anyway, yeah, I guess I lean that side. That's not in my five. My second selection. See, and, and strategically, I might want to try and p- get on a spot here that you may be on. Um, so I should really put these you in order. You just stay in your own head and do your thing. I mean, how about the conviction with my Cincinnati play? We may not get it home, right? Certainly did our homework on the uh, on the series, though. What, what were you saying now? My second selection, the Steelers minus two and a half home to the Ravens. No Lamar Jackson. Tyler Huntley will have a week to prepare this time. But uh, last year, I believe one and three as a starter, uh, Tyler Huntley. So the Steelers, to me... Even with a losing record, I alluded to this earlier in the program, going in the right directions. Um, The Ravens weren't necessarily playing that well with Lamar. I think the Steelers have a real chance to squeak into that seven spot. I can't believe I'm saying it. I think Kenny Pickett's getting better, and I can't get enough of Mike Tomlin. I think this – it hasn't been announced that Lamar is not playing, but it seems very likely he is not. The line, I think, reflects that, but I think if it's really announced, it's going to go over three. I like the number here with the Steelers, minus two and a half. I like rooting for Mike Tomlin on Sunday. Give me the Steelers minus two and a half, my second play. I like that selection. My third pick. Who's going to pay Geno Smith this offseason? I don't know what his contractual status is exactly. I believe he'll be a free agent, but I would imagine he'll stay in Seattle. I really don't know. That probably sounds pretty ignorant. Seattle minus three and a half, home to the Carolina Panthers. Panthers coming off the bye, so perhaps that's factored into the number. I think that's neither here nor there. The Seahawks are in the hunt. They're seven and five. They're a game back, divisionally speaking, and, uh, I just like Geno Smith. I like this passing game. Obviously, Ken Walker runs hard. Geno Smith coming off historically what was the best game of his career in a lot of respects. Three touchdown passes, career-high passing yards, I think 367. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I understand with Carolina, Baker Mayfield's no longer walking through that door. It's the Sam Darnold show. And uh, he and DJ Moore seem to have a connection going. But 
Yeah, Geno Smith, as Zach Phillips tells me, un unrestricted free agent end of the year. Maybe the New England Patriots want to uh, want to have Geno Smith under center. But give me Seattle minus three and a half against Carolina. They'll probably win by three, and I'll get burned. But I like the Seahawks to win that game. And uh, money line play for me on Seattle. I think they get that done somehow, some way. And you gave out a line there of three and a half on Seattle? Yeah, what do we got? You got three for me? No, I have. Oh. Well, I saw it at four and a half. Now I see it in DraftKings at four. But what's interesting is you're talking shit. I almost, instead of saying the Steelers there, I almost went with the Seahawks there and I would have gotten that one. Now I don't get that one. I had the Seahawks minus four and a half. So that goes away. Um, what I will say about the Seahawks quickly, and my, the reason I like them this week, you know, they get to seven minus and five with a, three and a half right now. It's fine. I, I should like put this more. in. If you're telling me that it's four and a half in a lot of other places, I'm going to put this in right now. It's three and a half right now. Let's go. All right. So just quickly, and forgive me if you said this, but they, so they're seven and five with the road win at the Rams. Um, but they have the 49ers at home this coming Thursday. I mean, you might've said that five days from, you know, five days from Sunday. So that I think is interesting. It's a quick turn. And then at the chiefs the following week. So to me, it's like Seahawks, you got to get this one. Um, I know the Panthers off a of bye, eh, whatever. Um, so anyway, but I cannot be on the Seahawks. So I am replacing, actually I'll save. I, I, I was looking up a replacement there, which I have, but my third selection is now the 49ers minus three and a half versus the Buccaneers. I'm fine with Brock Purdy. I alluded to that earlier. I started the fucking show with him. Um, I think San Francisco is going to make it a miserable day for Tom Brady, make him hope he's wearing that red Jersey out in, in, in his hometown of San Francisco next year. I think there's a, a chance that happens. Um, but, uh, and you said that last week, I think you see Brady in that uniform. I just, for me, the 49ers versus the Buccaneers, Buccaneers, a miraculous comeback, obviously down 13, you know, win by a point score with a couple touchdowns last five minutes, best comeback for Brady since the 27, three deficit against the Falcons in the Super Bowl. I just, I think it's going to be a miserable day for them. And I think Brock Purdy actually having a win and having a week of practice. I just think he's going to be sufficient. I like San Francisco there. Minus three and a half. My third selection, Niners minus three and a half versus Tampa Bay. I'm going the other way. Tampa Bay plus three and a half. I think they can ride this wave a little bit. I, I, I do think they have a lot of weapons offensively. And I think Tom's going to make it a game. I really thought, as I said last week, even before the Jimmy Garoppolo injury, that Tom Brady would be wearing that red and white next year. And the percentage, even if it went up 1%, there's a greater chance now. I think it's 50% chance that Brady goes out with one season in San Francisco and John Lynch from a general manager's seat makes that happen. I like Tampa Bay to uh, to maybe win this game. I like Tampa Bay, plus three right. and a half. I'll go the other way against you, and I should probably have to make my fifth selection. Well, no, we'll let well, you make your fourth up. selection. Let me make my fourth. Yeah, exactly. I was just trying to do you a favor because you just had to pivot on Ain't Seattle. No you just right. had to pivot off of Seattle. I was just trying to do you a favor because you seem very much in your own head. <laughs> My fourth selection, Chargers, plus three and a half versus the Dolphins. Sunday night, um, I don't know if you saw this line anywhere else. I did see it at three other places. I just like the hook there. Um, you know, the Dolphins go at the Bills next Saturday, right? So six days away, potentially could lose three in a row here. Um, you know, cause I, 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 I do like the bills having lost against Miami earlier in the season to avenge that loss. Um, I believe in the dolphins much more than I believe in the chargers, but I just, and I, I guess if you're forcing me to pick a winner, I probably lean Miami. I just don't see a blowout here. I, the chargers still are in the mix here. I like them to keep it close. I like them in these prime times game. I alluded to before. I don't like going against the dolphins. I'm not really trying to react to San Francisco here. 
I'm a little worried that the Dolphins are going to be very successful running the ball against the Chargers, which can open things up tremendously. I think that could bite me a little, but my fourth selection, Sunday night game, Chargers plus three and a half versus the Dolphins. Fifth pick for me, the Patriots offense has just been so bad. And even though we can look at Raymondre Stevenson, Looks like a most valuable player every time he touches the football. Catches it out of the backfield. Runs hard. He never goes down the first time. But, you know, as a team, they're only averaging 104 rushing yards a game. Bottom-feeding offense. And they're favored at Arizona. Kyler Murray has only gone against Bill Belichick once. Pretty uninspired effort. Interception. That happened at Gillette Stadium. I don't know, man. I think DeAndre Hopkins has a day. I think the Arizona Cardinals just have more explosivity on offense. And uh, I don't know, man. I just, I don't, I, I, I understand that historically these are the game New England wins. But the narrative locally right now is that the little things like timeouts and clock management that just used to be afterthoughts when the Patriots would win on a weekly basis. Now are considerations and things they're not even getting right. So how do you shore that up in a week's time? You got a pouting Mac Jones on the sidelines saying our running game's trash. We need to throw the ball more. I mean, their issues go so far beyond that. Like their own clubhouse, their own doghouse is so not clean and they're favored on the road. I got to take the one and a half with Arizona. Well, so I'll just say there, and I think I think that Arizona clubhouse potential, uh, a lot of bad sort of vibes to me, you know, whereas I do think the Patriots will be professionals and show up to play. I like everything I see from Mac Jones on the sidelines. I feel for him. You know, a lot of the stuff that I was saying on our show early in the season, a lot of people are saying now, like, what a fucking joke with Matt Patricia running the offense. Like, I, you know, I just think Mac, yes, Mac let Jones. Me just, re- let me just say for, for the record, you were right. I was wrong. Uh... You're smart. I'm not right. I, whatever the line is from the movie. No, but you, I didn't like your adjective calling Belichick senile. Some of the things, but you were spot on. I mean, you saw a million red flags going into the season. You echoed it for anybody to hear. I was dismissive of that narrative and, uh, I couldn't have been more wrong. You couldn't have been more right. So, uh, you're still probably going to lose head to head with me, but, uh, credit you on that one. Well, and, and ultimately I like the Patriots this week, just, because I sort of like that magic. Like you said, these are the games. Not in your five. No. No. But Kyler Murray and these types of running, like what, if, if you're going to be right, what's going to happen is Tyler, broken plays, Tyler Murray's going to be running for first downs. All Patriots are super weak in that area and have been over the years when these plays break down. These running quarterbacks have all the space in the world to operate against the New England Patriots, it seems like for me. But anyway, my fifth selection, which was a little bit of adjustment, um, I'm shocked I'm doing it. I'm taking the Lions. Minus two and a half hosting my purple and gold Super Bowl selection, the Minnesota Vikings. I'm just believing in the Minnesota, excuse me, in the Detroit Lions. I like their coaching staff. I like their coordinators. And I think a little bit of house money still at one and six, the fact that they're alive. Um, I hope I'm wrong here. I'd like to see Minnesota go in, but I think Minnesota in this spot, there's the the juggernauts in the, in the NFC would be favored here. The 49ers would be favored here at, at Detroit. So um, to me, and certainly the Cowboys and the Eagles, but to me, I just like the Lions here. This was this might have been my last game out, but I, I think it's a little bit of a, a fun pick here because the Seahawks would have been who I would have liked to go to. So my fifth selection, Lions minus two and a half to keep the train rolling against some Vikings at home. Minnesota Vikings at Detroit, and then they're home for the Colts and the Giants. They should win both of those games, and then they close it out at the Packers and at the Bears. 10-2 and two in Kevin O'Connell's first season. 
Unbelievable. That really feels like overachievement at 10-2, and two, but uh, I can't say that the Lions are going to be in my five. I'd be on that side, though. I'm not fading them anymore, that's for sure. Yeah. I just, nothing like the National Football League in the seventh playoff spot, you know, that extra playoff spot in each conference. Um, I don't even know if I had a strong opinion at the outset. I don't know how strong opinion I have about the, the only one team getting a bye, but that extra playoff spot is very interesting. That the Raiders, I, I absolutely believe in both conferences, nine and eight, you have a real chance to get in the postseason. Even the Patriots team, like it's six and six, Chargers. Team. Now, I don't think a lot of these fringe teams can make much noise. I really think it's top heavy in a couple of these conferences. Like I don't believe in the Vikings against those three teams, Cowboys, Eagles, 49ers, I think would have an easy time with the Vikings. I hope I'm wrong. My tickets hope I'm wrong. Um, I, so I, I certainly, and even a team like the Ravens, I know Lamar's injured now, but I still, I think the Bengals could creep on the chiefs and the bills, maybe the dolphins, but I, I still think the cream at the top is untouchable in both conferences. I guess we'll find out. Appreciate it. Appreciate y'all joining us on Annex Squared, week 14. Man, it's getting down to it. For our great producer, Zach Phillips and John Annick, my name is Jay Sanic. We'll see you next week. Appreciate you being with us. Yo, later.